Welcome to the Perspectives on Healthcare podcast, where members of the medical community from different roles, venues, and locations share their unique perspectives on quality healthcare, its future, and how to improve it. Now, from the Your Keynote Speaker Studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, here is your host, Rob Oliver. Thank you and welcome. I appreciate you being with me. Today's guest is Andrew Mills. He's from Georgia. He is a member of Generation X and he is a healthcare entrepreneur. Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Rob. Glad to be here. Oh, glad to have you. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your role in healthcare, please. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Andrew Mills. I'm the CEO of a company, uh, CareTrack Health, that provides remote out-of-office care for primary care physicians. Uh, So I lead the organization, and what we do is support patients outside of the office for core primary care, which is general family internal medicine physicians practices. Okay, so your your company provides the interface, or are they... What is it exactly that you are providing? Is it the tracking or kind of, or is it a a combination of all of those things? Yeah, it's a combination of all of those things. So it's people, processes, and systems. So we use technology to uh, interact with physicians' practice. We can help physicians identify patients that need additional support outside of the office. And then we have a team of clinicians of nurses that can engage patients remotely for those care needs. And typically we're servicing patients that are polychronic or multiple chronic diseases with additional case support remotely. So our team will support these patients to make sure that they understand their care plan, that their physician is laid out for them, and then bring information back to the physician sooner rather than later to react to uh, those changes in condition more proactively. Okay. So it's, it's a little bit of what I would call like health counseling or health, something along those lines where you are, or medical counseling, where you're touching base with the patient to make sure that they understand what their uh, plan of care is. They're making sure that they're able to adhere to that plan of care and kind of just seeing how that how that is impacting them in their daily lives and and what the progress is. Have I properly understood that? Yeah, you've properly understood that. We're referred to commonly in the industry as chronic care management, remote patient monitoring, uh, transitional care management. There's a series of remote services that Medicare and Medicaid have introduced into uh, the system, and we help support those codes or out-of-office care for the physician that don't have the resources and the infrastructure to be able to supply those services at scale. Okay. Now, a lot of times as we move into the new paradigm of healthcare, we're talking about telehealth. And this is a variation on telehealth, but it's not what people classically would think of as someone just having simply a remote office visit. There's more to it than that. It, there's a, a series of follow-up that goes with it, and it's uh, it's more back and forth and communicative as the process moves forward. Is Have I properly understood that as well? 
Yeah, that's exactly right. So imagine uh, a team of nurses that work beyond the walls of the clinic to engage patients on behalf of the physician, uh, that we have the technology that is able to compile a care plan so it's easy to understand and be patient-facing with all of the elements of the things that people need to do to stay healthy that have been uh, instructed to them by their physician. So that includes medications or their preventive services um, and instructions around how they need to change their lifestyle to improve their health. And then we have a team that's there to counsel patients, as you mentioned, uh, help them schedule additional uh, services as needed. And then if there are any changes in conditions, to relay that back to their physician to get them uh, get the attention of the physician for that patient's need sooner rather than later. Um, but it's it's a combination of technology that really enables that to, to happen smoothly and efficiently uh, and the ab ability to process medical information and then put that into the workflow of the physician uh, is crucial uh, because of Right now, we have a shortage of physicians, and so they're and they're maxed out. So mm. they need additional resources to support patients um, outside of the office because that's where life happens. And so we're that additional layer of support to uh, make sure people stay on the right track. Yeah, and it's also a valuable follow-up to make sure that people are adhering to their plan of care and that they haven't abandoned it because either they don't understand it or because there's a difficulty in it or any number, any number of reasons why they may not be following it properly or what have you. So that you're making sure that the, uh, just the communication is there and it's not just people walk out of the office and it's completely on their own shoulders to, to follow through. So excellent. Okay. Yeah. That's especially for patients that have polychronic diseases so multiple chronic diseases uh, their health care becomes complex, and typically our patients are older, uh, and so we're there to help support those additional medical needs because um, the elderly generally have the medical treatment for, for the elderly has been treated uh, as a problem to solve rather than a season of life to be managed, and so it's that paradigm shift to allow people to change their behavior to live the best life possible. Uh, and we're there to provide that additional support rather than just do acute uh, condition management. Okay. And it, just curious question for my part. A lot of times we look at the terms elderly and technology as being mutually exclusive. How, how do you do as far as bridging the gap so that, the, the technology is not overwhelming for the population that you serve? Uh, simplistic elegance is, is really needed with um, patients that may have uh, motor skills impairment or visual impairment, um, uh, which are typically starting to manifest themselves with older patients. So uh, there's a lot of complexity in what we do. But from an end user perspective, which is the patient, uh, simplifying that to to make it as easy as possible is what uh, we concentrate on. So we control that environment. So, for example, 
uh, we allow patients to have remote vital vices in their in their home. Um, it starts with a physician identifying patients' need to track a particular condition uh, at a more regular interval. And so where we step in from that point is allow the physician to identify that patient because we have the analytics and technology to do that. Uh, but then when the patient leaves the home, the device kit shows up at their home. You take it out of the box, plug it in, put the vitals device on, punch one button, and all of a sudden those readings are flowing back to the care track team that, that is there to support that volume of data, which is a lot of data that flows in. Identify the trends, identify the outliers, and triage those cases to get it back to the physician to then change course for that patient. So that's a typical type of interaction among many that we have. And from a patient's perspective, you have this kit show up, you plug it in the wall, and you punch a button, and it's really that simple. But the technology behind it uh, is quite complex. Got it. So the, the, the idea is to make the patient user or the user interface as simple as possible. Great. Okay. What does quality healthcare mean to you? Uh, quality healthcare is about people. Like I mentioned, it's about allowing people to live their best lives. Um, so, for example, uh, like I mentioned, elderly patients it aren't to be solved for, but and managed, but allow them to uh, receive the services that they need to, to live their best life. So that means simplifying the complexity around managing multiple chronic diseases. So we're, we're there, for, for us, for example, uh, CareTrack, we're there to support patients so they have a question, they have a phone number that they can dial and have a nurse on the phone immediately, um, being able to help them understand uh, what the plan of care is so that they can live their best life, uh, improving quality. And as an industry term, we typically think of quality measures, which are certain uh, metrics or guidelines that are trying to be achieved. Incorporating that into the lifestyle of the patient is where we've seen the best success in achieving those quality measures. Um, so, for example, preventive services, we've seen we impact patients receiving those services at a much higher rate than patients that don't use care track, for example. So mammogram or colonoscopies or, or uh, vaccinations are at a much higher rate because we are there to help remind the patient that those things need to be done, help them schedule those things, and then make sure that when they get done, they get that information flows back to the quarterback in the healthcare system, which is the, the primary care physician. Yep. I, I think I'm hearing you say that a lot of times in the medical field, you're looking at disease, you're looking at conditions, that you're looking to find a prescription that will eliminate, solve, remove that condition. And some of the conditions that you're, the people that you are serving face are conditions that are not going to be remedied, solved, or removed. So it's a matter of teaching them and working with them to manage those to live their best life, which I, I think are is pretty close to your exact words on that. Uh, you've kind of done this, but can you talk again about an example of what quality healthcare would look like? And you've given me some. If you've got another, that would be wonderful. Yeah, 
a perfect example is we deal with this every day. So a, a, a patient that has um, chronic heart disease, um, chronic heart, have experienced chronic heart failure and has a, has a cardiac issue, we can deploy a scale into their home, help them build the habits of, of stepping on that scale once a day, keeping that trend uh, of, of their weight uh, going. And then if we see an elevation in, in weight, immediately address those. So that could be a, a clinical condition that needs to be addressed immediately, or it could be a behavior change that involves other aspects of their life, which could be diet, uh, exercise. Uh, and really the wholeness of a person is where we engage a patient at a greater level than just treating a, a particular acute condition. So it's a holistic approach because the those other aspects of how people live their life have a big impact on their health success. And our ability to impact that, um, and not in an intrusive way, but in a supportive way, uh, to where we build rapport with people and learn their goals and then work with them to achieve their goals, that's a typical example, right? And so as we see the trend of the weight of that patient, then we can react to that and determine whether it's a significant health issue that needs to be addressed immediately, or if it's a gradual trend that it's it's likely a behavioral issue that we can help support that patient to get them redirected in the right direction. Got it. What do you wish people understood about your role in healthcare? Well, for us, uh, this is a, the services that we offer are offered by Medicare and Medicaid. Um, and it's a service that's paid for. So uh, like any business in healthcare, we have to uh, earn our keep, but Medicare and Medicaid have created an environment to reimburse for the services that we offer. So it's something that's paid for. It, it's available to physicians that are overloaded and their staffs are overloaded. Uh, there's a number of, of stresses that we can pull off of a medical practice managing these patients uh, that are on the higher end of the risk scale uh, and provide additional support and care for those patients. Um, and it's available today. And across the country, we've seen low utilization of these services in general. Um, and so really speaking to providers and clinicians that these services are available today, and we would like them to plug into those services because they can have a huge impact on on the how their patient outcomes uh, are achieved and in the overall care for their patients. And it sounds like it's not just impacting the patients, but it's impacting the physicians themselves as you're able to take some of the responsibility, take some of that workload off of them and help to support them so that they're having a better provider experience as well. Am I properly understanding that? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point, Rob. Uh, for example, the, if, if you've ever tried to call your, your primary care physician, a lot, a lot of times getting through to somebody on the phone is simple because there's a lot of tasks that happen from uh, 
an ongoing day-to-day basis that's unrelated to the patients that are there to see the physician in the office. And our team is an ancillary uh, extension of that practice that buffers the clinical staff in the office from those administrative related tasks because we really act as a concierge layer for these patients to contact us first. We're always available. We'll answer the phone. Uh, We'll take care of those tasks that would uh, otherwise have to be handled by in-office staff. Um, And additionally, the information we gather that's proactive helps the staff better prepare when they do see the patient in person. So there's benefits for both patient and provider in, in the services that we offer. Got it. What excites you about the future of healthcare? Uh, well, healthcare, we see a broadening of healthcare as treating the whole patient in uh, the extension of technology, how that can impact the longevity of, of people's lives, not only just extending their lives, but increasing uh, the quality of their lives. And we're seeing that every day and the impact that we're making and the impact that technology is going to bring uh, to the system to improve patient outcomes and patient quality of life. It's uh, we're in for a very interesting next 10 years as uh, uh, technology just continues to improve uh, individual lives. All right. Last question for you. What is one thing medical professionals can start doing today to improve the quality of healthcare? Uh, they can implement uh, a, a chronic care management and RPM solution for their patients. Uh, typically, the majority of their patients in most primary care environments are older patients that are on Medicare or Medicare Advantage. Uh, There are services today that can support their patients to improve their patients' lives uh, that Medicare will pay for, and they can even benefit from uh, economically. So it's a win-win for everybody involved. In fact, we're in a unique position where we do improve outcomes for patients, improve the quality of life and income for providers or physicians, and reduce the cost for insurance companies. Uh, And these services are available today and can be implemented immediately. And I would suggest any primary care provider uh, really consider implementing those if they haven't done so already. Excellent. All right. Well, listen, Andrew, thank you so much for being with me today. I appreciate you sharing your information. I will put links to uh, your company. And if people are interested in learning more about what you have to offer, I encourage them to go do that. In the meantime, I appreciate you and I respect your perspective on healthcare. Thanks for listening to Perspectives on Healthcare. Visit perspectivesonhealthcare.com to learn more about Rob Oliver or to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If this podcast was valuable, we'd appreciate a review on iTunes. Or if you tell a friend or coworker about the show, that would be helpful too. Join us again next time for more Perspectives on Healthcare.